think I've decided, though, based upon how good he is to put him on three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and that is Curtis Sliwa. Now, uh, you picked that song because of the Chinese spy balloon, and why else? Because when I saw Marilyn McCoo on that stage... So I was right. It was Marilyn McCoo. Exactly. She was she was born in Jersey City, then they went to Los Angeles. Now, who was the guy she was with? Billy... Oh, for 50 years she was married to him. What was his name? Billy... It wasn't... Um... No, no, I know, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, look at that up. Marilyn Billy McCoo. Billy Davis, I think. Billy, it. that's right. June, I think it was, right? yes. Right. Anyway, yeah. they were a couple for 50 years. So unusual in uh, entertainment. When I saw her on the stage... That was, they were called the Fifth Dimension, by the way. Yeah. I fell in love with a black woman. Right because there. of Marilyn McCoo. Yeah, I, that's how I got married to Corinne, my first wife, who was from Brownsville, Brooklyn. So let me get this straight. You fell in love with Marilyn McCoo, and yeah. you said, okay, now I need to get myself a black woman. No, no, it's just I became black-centric. You became black-centric. That's right. So when <laughs> I would be hitting all the clubs, right? Yeah. And again, I can't praise you and the boys here enough. That was... One of the greatest segments I've ever heard in talk radio because it was real. Yeah, thank it you. It was real. You see, you're absolutely right. Politics, Trump, uh, the typical discussion. Biden sucks. Trump has fallen off the horse. DeSantis will be president, right? You That's could, it. You could. We could listen to WABC all day long, <laughs> yeah. and we have TV hosts who do uh, radio as a side hustle <laughs> who have no idea what the power <laughs> of this medium is. This, this is the most personal uh, this is the most direct, intimate form of communication that transports everybody back. You just use the right word, intimate. But And thank you for saying that. But what's funny about you is you talk about black women in clubs. Now, I must have mentioned 30 clubs in the first segment. I left out one. You all know that Joe Tacopina, who will join me at 840 this morning, has been a friend of mine for 42 years. That dates back to my days at Poly Prep, where Danny Fagliano whose father, Frank, ran the Fulton Fish Market, dear friend. This guy named Gary Hanna, who's an attorney today. Gary's father, Al Hanna, was one of the owners of Pastels in Brooklyn. Now, you, you went to Pastels in Brooklyn, yeah. but, and that was in Bay Ridge, you weren't going to find a no. black woman anywhere no. near. No, no, you saw everybody <laughs> imitating Madonna and Blondie. Right. There. Ain't no uh, black woman in, the, in Bay Ridge the back per, then. The peroxide queens showed up there, right? And boy, they were hot to trot. They wanted ludes. Right. You got any ludes? You got any right. ludes? Uh, no, uh, where I went, Club Zanzibar, Newark. You went from pastels yes. to Club Zanzibar in Newark? Great music, <laughs> R&B. I was like... Uh, I was like the bleach spot in the inkwell there. Feet don't fail me now. I had the polyester waffle weave flame retardant shirt. You know, should have been cotton to absorb all the schwitz. Then I had the bell-bottom pants, and then I had the platform shoes, what we call marshmallow shoes. You really had that whole outfit. Oh, the whole gig. That was the outfit. Yes. That was it. Oh, I was a dancer extraordinaire. I would tell young ladies after I danced with them, because, you know, when the slow jams would come on, I'd say, you might be... Uh, you might be smart to go for a pregnancy test <laughs> at the local hospital. They said, what are you talking Just about? Just from dancing. Grinding. No sex at all. Kind of like, well, the, you know who says that? Tracy Morgan says that. You would dance with these girls. Grind them. Dressed. Yes. And you still felt like you got them pregnant. Right, but still, I had to look around the room to make sure their supreme cuisine was not there. Or in the club Zanzibar, Newark, the brothers. The brother's like, what this crazy white boy doing in here? Coming in, stealing our sisters. And then I realized it was a certain time. Feet don't fail me now. Time to run. <laughs> time to run for the Port Authority, the train back from Newark, you know, to New York City. Because then it got very dangerous. Right. And, and pastels, the same thing. 
Supreme Court sheets, we don't dance, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. You, what are you, a fairy? You know, that kind but of that thing. But the whole club was Cougines. I know that, but how many yeah. times you would get the Cougines dancing with one another, and you knew they were not lesbos action. No, you know, no, no, The no, reason no. they were dancing is because the Gabons wouldn't dance. So I'd be <sighs> dancing like a whirling dervish, and then all of a sudden I'd look at the side of my eye and say, I better not go to the bathroom. It's time to leave. <laughs> Get on that R train and don't look back. Yeah. Well, talking about the R train and dancing at black nightclubs in Newark, you know, I take the four train every morning now. It's a two-stop trip. We understand 33rd to 51st Street till I move to uh, Battery Park. In you a mean the six weeks. train? Six train. I take the six. You're right. The local. Right, right. You're right. The local. Very good. Uh, the four, five, and six, but six is local. Anyway, long story short, I have seen cops every morning, but I've seen... My fair share of homeless, too. Too many for my liking. And even though the mayor and I have become friendly, and I do refer to Eric Adams as a friend. In fact, Frank Morano saw him last night, and he was quick to say how much he liked me. I did take the mayor to task yesterday because you cannot say nice things about Biden and Hochul and all these people and at the same time keep guys like me happy because I feel like Hochul's destroying the state, Biden's destroying this country. If you're the mayor, Eric Adams, and you want to fix this city, you need to distance yourself from these people, criticize these people, make me feel like you care more about the city than politics, and he hasn't really done that. So I've been very critical of Eric the last couple of days. Politicians live and die by the ratings the same way we do in radio. You got low ratings, you might as well get a job hanging wallpaper. So here it is. You got to be Eric Adams. You're on TV 24-7-365. Too much. Too much exposure. But you look at these recent ratings. Hochul is at 50% approval rating. Biden is at 40%. At the worst, at the worst, comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who single-handedly destroyed the city that we love in eight in eight years. The lowest he ever went was 38%. Your friend Eric Adams is at 37% approval rating. But what you just said shows you how stupid the polls are because you can be critical of the mayor, you can dislike the mayor, but you can talk to your blue in the face. You are not going to convince me that Eric Adams is doing a worse job as mayor than Kathy Hochul is as governor or Biden is as president. But this is the problem. But you would agree with that. You would agree with that. This is the problem. He does not name in shame. He speaks in generalities. I agree. New Yorkers want a tough mayor. They've always wanted tough mayors. Koch, they love Koch, right? It's not because the city was great. Tough. Rudy. Tough. Very tough. He would tell you straight up. With Eric Adams, he wants to be friends with everybody. He's the Barney mayor. He's When you think of Eric Adams, think of Barney. I love you. You love me. He never has a bad word to say I know. about any I, of I his know. fellow Democrats. I, I can't and argue notice, any of this. They give him ugats. They I give know. him bupkis. No, they make his job more difficult. He's like a guy out there at the McDonald's there with a the tin cup in his hand saying, I'll open the door. Could you give me some chump change? <laughs> Look, Sid, it's embarrassing, all this begging for money. Instead of naming and shaming people, he's got to Call him out. He has him with Alvin Bragg. Look at Alvin Bragg. It's like every day you could call this guy out. So let me ask, let me ask yes. you this. Then. Yes. Let's uh, rewind this and let's just say Eric Adams didn't win and you're still running against Eric Adams. Yes. We know what happened in the election. Uh, you did a great job taking out Fernando Mateo. You kicked his ass. And Eric won relatively easily. Yes. But let's, let's rewind it now. And the city is where it is now. Yes. And you're running again, still against Eric Adams. Do you, in your heart of hearts, feel like it would be a much closer race? Because I do. 
I've extrapolated the analytics, just like we do in radio. You do, I do. The rest of these Gavones, they have no idea what the analytics <laughs> in radio was. What ratings? No, no, no. Gavones, come here. What I did is I looked. I did my spreadsheet on this, the Quinnipiac College Poll. He's dropped significantly with Latinos. Now, that's an area that I do very well in because most people, believe it or not, how many years later? 44 years on February 13th will be the anniversary of the Guardian Angels. 44 years. Most people, if you would ask him, oh, he's Puerto Rican. He's a Boricua. No, that's what I thought. All yes. these years, I, until I got to know you very well, I thought you were Puerto Rican. Right. So if you remember, in the last mayoral election, I was the first Republican ever to win the Asian Chinese vote. They were stunned. How did that happen? You spend time in the community, you get to know them, and they realize you're the real deal. Latinos have known me for years. Now, he's got the black vote, and he has people 65 plus. That's- what about the Jews? The Jews are vacillating now. Okay. They're not, they're, but you know, typical Jews, it doesn't matter. You, you could probably be Adolf Hitler, and if you had a Democrat, <laughs> if you had a D in front of your name, a Jews would say, well, let me think about this, you know, because I'm not voting for a Republican under any circumstance. But the key core group in our city now that determines who becomes mayors are whites, but not the whites that we're used to, white ethnics. The hipster millennials, the Macedonian Phils who've invaded our city. Go back to Macedonia, Phil. <laughs> and by the way, I want to do a Michael K right here. You know, Phil, I can have you fired. I can really have you fired, Phil. Don't mess with me. Michael K actually did say that about the morning show producer who works alongside that uh, jerk-off used to play goalie for the Islanders, Rick DiPietro, which was uh, really out of character for Michael, but yet uh, kind of funny. Why would you want to have Macedonia Phil fight? Because the other day he gets cuts for the Sid rap that I do every day at about 12.45. you got to listen great. to it. It's great radio. Uh, I've even taken up more talk time in the 12 o'clock hour. Pretty soon there won't be any O'Reilly, right? It starts at 12.01. <laughs> And then the last part of it is the Sid rap. I do a rap about what you talked about that morning. And Macedonian Phil is brilliant. He comes up with these great cuts that I forgot you had even said or Lou had said or Justin had said or he had said. And then I asked him for one freaking cut the other day. I was here. He, never got, he never got that no, cut. No, he goes, I can't find oh it. I can't find God, it. I said, terrible. you know, for that, you're doing this on purpose, Macedonian <laughs> Phil. I will have you fired. Well, I will say this. The other day, I needed Curtis's help, and I got it. And I got it in a big way because twice a week now, I bring in uh, Andrew Giuliani. Uh, That was my call, not the station's call. I like him. He's a good kid, and he's smart. Uh, But he's a young guy, and young guys sometimes are, I hate to use this word, but stupid. So we had a discussion about Angels outfielder Mike Trout. For some reason, Macedonia Phil said to me, you know, he's a top 10 player. And I brought on Christopher Mad Dog Russo, and nobody knows more about the history of baseball in the world yes, that's true. than Dog. That's true. He's got his own show on the MLB Network. Yeah, that's yeah, how good that's he is. true. No, no doubts about yeah. that. And when I brought it up, he actually started to laugh. He said, Sid, don't make me go through Williams and Bonds and Gehrig and Ruth. He named about 30 guys in about two seconds. The DiMaggio, that are clearly better ball players than Trout. I got to hear one more time. He won three MVPs. So what? Andre Dawson won two MVPs. Let me straighten these guys out, right? Because they're into this war configuration. Nobody cares about that. Right, right. But let me tell them. Remember, what did I text you? I said, war? You want to know about a warrior? Hank Greenberg, the Hebrew hammer. I loved him. And I love the fact that you added he was married to Gimbel's daughter. That's right, Gimbel's daughter. Because remember, every Jewish CEO wants to find their daughter, a great Jewish husband. <laughs> Who is better than Hank Greenberg? Came out of Monroe High School. The guy could hit it a country mile. The guy was... 
Two times MVP, served four years in World War II, active duty, robbed him of the best years of his life, and yet he still hit about 350 home runs, ended up hitting 313. And by the way, when he was ready to break Babe Ruth's record, they wouldn't pitch to him because he was a Jew. They didn't want That's a right. Jew to break the record. And also, uh, back then, the baseball was actually a ball. What they have today is like hitting a Spalding ball. I mean, these kids don't realize the ball is so juiced and has been for so many years. And I don't want to demean one, 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 Trout. One, one thing, one thing before you get to Trout. That's something you out the carcass eat at the uh, Bluebird special, you know, the Jews. What, Trout again? Trout? Hank Greenberg had a tryout with the Yankees. The Yankees looked at him and said, he's a Jew. We don't want no Jews. Is that the, true? Yes. Detroit Tiger Scout was in the stand. You don't want him? We got him. Wow. They could have had Hank Greenberg. I didn't realize the Yankees did that because yes. he was Jewish. The they could have had Rocky Calavito. He tried out with the Yankees. And the Yankees, you know, we don't want this guy. The guy could barely speak English. He left high school as a sophomore, Roosevelt High School. Two of the greatest baseball players of all time. And the Yankees say, well, yeah, I don't want that. But with Hank Greenberg, because he was Jewish. So when they call war stats, do they realize that this man was a real warrior and the toughest Jew alive at that time? Nobody messed with Hank Greenberg. That Nobody. is awesome. That is a great job out of you, Curtis Lee. Well, that's why we got to put Curtis on this morning show more often. Whether you're talking about local politics, national politics, sports, music at pastels, Brooklyn, the Bronx, very, the Queens. Very quick. Nobody better than Little Curtis Little PSA. Lee. Remember, Sid's pipes burst when the temperatures plunge 50 degrees. And if you have, that's what today is going to be in tomorrow. Yes. Don't have the curse of Sid Rosenberg <laughs> on you. Well, you know, it's funny. My guy, Rich Clift, who's rebuilding my house as we speak. And again, we're about to move from the hotel on Park Avenue to Battery Park in a couple of weeks. He shut the water off today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, that's a great job, man. Curtis Lee was so great. 12 to 1 every weekday afternoon, all weekend long. And starting next week, three times a week. The trifecta, the trinity, the trika. <laughs> He's too good, folks. I got to take advantage of it. Great job, Curtis Lee.